risk nothing, you risk everything. Risk is scary, but regret is terrifying. The safe harbor is an illusion. Your rewards in life rarely exceed your risks. Welcome to the Fuel Hunt Show. What's going on, Eagles? I'm Joey, and I got Drew here with me, and this is the Fuel Hunt Show. On this show, you want to do the intro? You want to do the intro? On this show, we help better your body, your brain, and your business. I'm about to lose my job. Because by bettering those things, we better ourselves and our society and restore the dignity of hard work. All right. right. I'm I'm about to lose my job. I'm about to, but I'm not there quite yet. I was almost there. So like Drew said, yes, the object of this show is to strengthen your brain, your body, and your business so we can strengthen you and in turn strengthen society so we can restore the dignity of hard work, which is our mission at Fuel Hunt. Yeah, that's what I'm about. I'm really close to losing my job, though, so I need to get better. A couple more episodes. (laughs) I I do need to get better. (laughs) So uh, we have a couple different formats on the show. Uh, This is a rules of the few show. So we're going to chop up one of the rules of the few. We've done a few shows. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. I'm a pun guy, dude. Mm-hmm. That few pun, I use it all the time in don't email. Don't love that about you. You don't love it? <laughs> I'm a pun. I think it comes with being a dad. Like, when you become a dad, like, puns are a thing. Yeah, the one thing that came for me with the dad, with dad tax, have you heard about that, the dad tax? No. So any, oh, dad tax. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah, any, of course. Anybody of food that Parker gets, I think about it. Oh, of course. That's yeah, your okay, tax. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had to explain that to my girls when, when they were very young because, yeah, like, yeah. they were like, what is this? And uh, it's good prep for life yeah, because, yeah. you know. Uncle Sam's always in the pocket. You know what I mean? He's in the pocket. So uh, today we're going to talk about rule number five of rules of the few. And that rule is centered around risk. So let me read the rule verbatim. We'll stay true to the format here. Um, Some of our community members are new. Mm -hmm. They're fledgling eagles. They're eaglets. And they're not wholly familiar with the, the rules of the few. So I will read rule number five for One of my favorite rules. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Rule number five, if you risk nothing, you risk everything. Risk is scary, but regret is terrifying. The safe harbor is an illusion. Your rewards in life rarely exceed your risks. Results, respect, resilience are all on the other side of risk. Be bold in the face of fear, never abandon, take risks, and take what's yours. There ends the rule. So let's chop it up a little bit, slice it up like a samurai. Let's talk about risk. Mm-hmm. What does risk mean to you? Or what, when I say the word risk to you, what thoughts immediately come at you and start hitting you? So going back to the rule in our shirt, if you risk nothing, you risk everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of people might think that the risk comes in putting yourself out there, doing something you've never done, starting a business, uh, doing a marathon, doing a, a fast or a diet or just something that puts you outside of your comfort zone is risky, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what we a typical risk is when you hear the word. Mm-hmm. But by risking nothing you risk everything so also not taking action is risky mm-hmm. staying in your your the job that you hate is risky not having hard conversations with people your partner your friends like 
that you risk losing your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, not taking putting yourself out there and the fear of looking stupid and taking care of your health because you might be out of shape. Well, I was 270 pounds at one point. I could have mm-hmm. been afraid of the risk of going for a run and getting laughed at, which I did. I, I did. But what did I what did I risk in turn by not doing that? My health, my life. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times when you hear the word risk, you look a lot, you, you typically look at the the action and not what you're giving up, mm-hmm. essentially. Yep. I agree. I agree with all that. And you were, your personal journey, mm-hmm. right, of... It's really a health and <clears throat> excuse me, a health and longevity journey, right? It's a weight loss journey, but it's so much more than that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're right. If many people, many people in our community, probably feel that way every day uh, when they get up to go to the gym because they aspire to be to be at a healthy weight, they know when they when they're there, it's going to be risky. They're they're putting themselves out there in an environment where maybe they're new to training. Maybe the body moves during certain mm-hmm. movements mm-hmm. and it makes them feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and they risk being judged. They risk, like you said, looking stupid, which I feel is, is not a thing, but society has us convinced that looking stupid is a thing. You're worried about the perception of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I agree with everything you said. For me, go ahead. I do have one more point to add. Um, the greatest risk of all is not taking action in the one life that we're given. So if you never take risks or take action, you truly risk living a life wasted. Yep. That's a perfect segue into, into my thoughts. I, I believe, and this is a strong statement, but I believe to risk is to live. If you're not taking risks, you're essentially a breathing corpse. That's what you are, you know, because risk is your one opportunity to be everything that you know you're meant to be. Your intuition and your higher self is telling you. You need to take the fork in the road. You need to take this risk because you're meant for so much more. You're Mm -hmm. meant to live, not just slowly die. Mm -hmm. So uh, to risk is to live um, is what I hear in my mind every time I hear someone say the word risk. There's another thing that I hear uh, in my mind whenever anybody says risk and uh, maybe if you'll if you'll allow me and um if the viewers and listeners will allow me we'll do a little story time Mm -hmm. it's a short story Um, but i think of it every time that i hear the word risk co-worker told me it um you know ages ago many years when i was first starting my career maybe you've heard it before i have shared it with the community i think maybe over email like many many years ago uh it's about a king a criminal risk and fear. Do you recall? No. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm right. So you're a captive, you're a captive yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. So a criminal committed a crime and was brought before a king for sentencing. And the king was a benevolent king. And he said, you have two choices. You can hang by rope or you can accept what's behind that door. And he points to an ominous, ironclad, big black door that's being guarded by two soldiers. And the criminal thinks for a moment, and he says, I choose the rope. 
I threw it into the door. Legit. I was like, oh, oh I think oh, that's that's the response of the few. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So the criminal says, I choose the rope. The king mumbles under his breath. Everybody chooses the rope. The criminal throws up his hands as the noose is being put around his neck. He throws up his hands. He says, wait, I'm just curious. Tell me what's behind the door. And the king says, freedom. He said, everybody chooses the rope because they're so fearful of the risk, right? And that's one story that always sticks with me. That criminal was facing death, right? He knew. And even in that moment, he knew he was on his way out. And even in that moment, he chose not to take a risk and see what was behind the door. So that's, that's a story um, that always comes to mind when I hear risk, because you truly never know what's behind the door. But many times, what's behind the door is freedom. Now, it's not gifted freedom. It's earned freedom. You'll learn. But you need to pass through that door. And in order to pass through the door, you have to do one thing. And that's overcome your fear. And that's what the door represents to me, fear and the freedom that's associated with fear. Or that, that's the result of fear when you overcome it. Um, so that, that dovetails into a tool for the rule for me. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about your tool for the rule. So this is the practical way that community members can live this rule of the few in their daily lives. So going into this show, I was thinking my tool for the rule would be um, take a small risk every day, right? Mm -hmm. However, I would like to challenge the members of the few Mm -hmm. to take the risk they have been putting off or thinking about, right? If you're thinking about starting the business, start it. Don't don't quit your job. Just start the side hustle. Maybe you have a something you're good at that you think you could turn into something. Because everyone says, "Oh, I had that idea. I should have done that. Like, yeah. I could have done that, right? Yeah, yeah. But could you have?" So yeah. don't live thinking "What if?" So take that risk. Like start the business, start the diet, go for a run. Like if you need help. Reach out. I'm on the mm-hmm. few on Instagrams, uh, Instagram stories, and DMs. Sign the DMs, and let's talk. So that's um, so that's the risk when you say the risk. That's that's the risk that they've been avoiding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Or thinking about for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically avoiding, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know the other thing that uh, that humans do. The funny thing is, you know, there's a stack or a list of risks, and they'll they'll choose the one that they know they feel like they have the best chance of completing yeah. it's just like your work yeah, yeah right yeah. In, a, in a day a lot of work that's done in the office is busy work not productive work it's the same type of thing right so the risk that you're challenging them to take is the one that they've been avoiding the one that's been evading them the scariest one it sounds like the one that induces the most fear mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. okay i like that it's a good lead into into my tool for the rule, which is a no surprises strategy. You know, you know, uh, we've been family long enough, right? Uh, and we've been partners long enough that you know, like I'm big on mental frameworks and strategies and things like that. Um, I believe taking risk is really overcoming fear. That's what it is. That's what it is. There aren't any 
necessarily fear-based rules in the rules of the few, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a rule that speaks about risk. And to me, taking the risk is really, when you boil it down, you distill it, it's overcoming fear. So my tool for the rule is a strategy, um, triple B strategy, three Bs. I like to, you know, action alleviates anxiety. You know, my triple B strategy, curious, confident, courageous. What's like the the word for that um alliteration that alliteration that is alliteration yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, a fellow a fellow <laughs> grammar enthusiast yeah so alliteration there's also some other um words uh for it but i believe powerful things come in threes mm-hmm. um so uh, and it's easier for me to remember quite honestly because i got a lot of floating around in my crazy brain so um, i come up with these little mental frameworks to help me approach the day and overcome right yep. adapt and overcome so triple b strategy when I am faced with a risk, when I am faced with a fear that I need to overcome, I do three things. First thing, very simple, and everybody skips it. Breathe. breathe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Breathe. Detach. Create a sliver of detachment between what is scaring the shit out of you and what you need to do. Yeah. The reason that it's so important to take that breath is because, and I don't think a lot of people know this, Maybe members of the few do. Well, I don't think a lot of people know it. You're actually changing your reasoning in the moment. You're allowing yourself to switch from an emotional state to a rational state. You're going from like your limbic system, right, which is like real emotional and sees in black and white, to more of your cerebral system that's gray. Like it allows you to reframe the fear, Mm -hmm. like that moment, right? So breathe, first step, first B. Second uh, B, which again, shouldn't surprise you, is blueprint, right? Plan. You know I'm a big planner. Literally, I feel like planning is the one thing that everybody could do, planning your day specifically, is the one thing that everybody could do that could change their fucking life, and they don't do it. They're on autopilot. They're at the whims of their managers, the news, social media. They don't create a plan and stick to it. So second B, blueprint. Think about this fear, this risk you're about to take, the fear you're about to overcome and the risk about your, you're about to overtake, uh, undertake. What are three things you can do on a daily basis, right? That will ensure that you're successful in taking this risk. That's it. Plan with some positive realism. Don't think about all the shit that could go wrong when you take this risk. Sit down. Be realistic and positive, both. I say positive realism. Is that even a thing? Is positive realism a thing? Did I just make that up? Kind of. Maybe I made it up. I don't know. Plan with positive realism. Believe that the risk is going to work out and back it up with some work. Work. Right? What are the three things you can do to ensure that this this risk works out for you? So that's the second B, blueprint, and it's all about the plan. Third B, barrel. Get it? This is the GSD part. This is the execute. Mm-hmm. You've, you've taken a breath, right? You've created a moment of detachment. You've reframed your fear. Now you have a plan. Now it's go time. Barrel towards the fear, right? Execute the plan. Relentlessly execute the plan. Those three things every day, over and over. Maybe those three things change week by week, depending yeah. on what your risk is and your goal is. But uh, execute relentlessly. So uh, that's a little, that's a tool for the rule, triple B strategy uh, for me so that uh, community members can 
have a little bit of a framework when it comes to overcoming fear. You know, I think that um, many of many people do one or two of those three things, but they don't like complete the trifecta. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Like they'll breathe, but then they they never make a plan. They breathe and then they barrel. You know, they, they don't blueprint or they'll breathe and they'll blueprint. But then they let the fear creep back in. They listen to the opinions of everybody else. Oh, that plan won't work. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're missing these three things. Well, how can it just be three things? It needs to be 30, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then they never barrel. They never execute, right? But the, like, the chain of those three things are very powerful because what it does is it the work instills belief. And then the more you believe that you can take this risk and be successful, the more work you'll do. And it's that cycle of self-belief and hard work that's very powerful. And that's really how achievement gets done. Oh, yeah. you know, or, you know, how, how achievement is, is solidified, you know? So that's my tool for, uh, for the rule. Um, any other thoughts on risk, man? Like we've done some risky things. Over yeah, the years, yeah, yeah. Especially with Fuel Hunt, right? Yeah. None that come to mind. I was thinking a lot when you were talking, but active listening, you know, like you were, your, yeah. your words were inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate that. In my, in my mind. I appreciate that. Was there, let me ask you another question before, before we tie this up. In all the risks, and there's many in, with Fuel Hunt that we've taken and we continue to take, um, were there any, any times where you thought that it was just a slam dunk? Like, oh, yeah, we got this. Like, this, this is a risk for most people, but for us, we're just, this is just a slam dunk. Is there a better way to ask that question? Is there anything special about our circumstances that makes the risks that we took easier to take? No, I feel like once you transition from living a comfortable life and just get used to taking risks, Hmm. nothing starts to, things start to stop seeming scary. There's no duration for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know what risk is anymore at this point because I'm just so, you know what I'm saying? I'm so jaded to the thoughts of like, oh, this might not work out. Or, oh, I might look stupid. Or, oh, I might fail. Because everything you do has a risk. Literally everything. Yeah. And the more you worry about the reasons why something won't work out, the more likely they are to not. Yep. Like you said, be blissfully real with yourself. Know that believe it's going to work out, but know the work that has to be done to get there. Yeah, that's... uh a lot of gems in there. Yeah. A lot, lot of gems in there. I don't know if we can break them all down, but let's try to just break a couple down. Um, uh, first thing, you don't know what risk is anymore. Like, brilliant, because way of saying it, because I kind of feel the same way, because we're conditioned for it now. Yeah. Because we've, we've, we've overcome fear so many times. It's not to say that we don't feel fear, mm-hmm. right? But we have a way of reframing it and handling it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, we, we breathe, we, we, we come up with a plan, a we blueprint, work. right? Yeah, right? And then we do it. Now, don't get me wrong, like, when we, especially, I would say, in my life to date, quitting and going all in on Fuel Hunt was probably my biggest form of risk, but starting Fuel Hunt was risky because we, there was ridicule from Mm-hmm. the many right the, the the non-members of the few the people that don't think the way we think they would be like oh that's cool like cool eagles like i'm a pigeon blah blah, blah. like yep. feeling feeling isolated or left out like mm-hmm. I, I i did at the time but um 
it was a huge risk to to leave my job and go all in on on our little t-shirt shop mm-hmm. and um i just kept thinking to myself like i can't go to my grave living a life that i wasn't proud of mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i am proud of nothing more than what we've built mm-hmm. and i think everyone should choose to live life that way yeah i mean it hits right on the rule that you know the risk is scary like you're going to be very fearful of the outcome but the regret that comes with not taking the risk is like terrifying yeah. terrifying i can i'm i'm uh, should i say i'm morbid i don't, I don't know if i can say i'm more i think a lot about dark yeah i'm dark yeah. but that's because of the experiences i've gone through like mm-hmm. you know we'll get into it in another episode but i worked in a funeral home yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. like many years like i always question those people <laughs> de- <sighs> death isn't an end to me yeah. it's a beginning so like I, I, I have a hard time saying that uh, that I'm morbid because I don't really see it that way. Uh, I don't see it as an end. I see it as beginning. But where I'm going with this is I regularly visualize myself on my deathbed. And, like, the regret, like, feeling regret in those moments are is worse than anything else. Yeah. Like, I could fail at 50 things. Yeah. But if I didn't try, I, dude, I can't, even, I can't even bear to stomach that, thinking that. That, like, my last moments on the way out, I'm like... Should have done this. Should have done more of this. Should have no. spent more time here. I, I can't even fathom that. And are we where we want to be right now currently, like as a, as a movement and a, a business? No. But I could die tomorrow mm-hmm. and be proud of what we built. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. And what we've done. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's a, a sliding scale like we've mentioned before. I think that, like, you know, as you, you take risks and uh, you fail and you learn and you adapt, and then you take more risks, and you fail, and you learn, and you adapt, and you take more risk. The the scale of the impact you want to have, and where you want to be, and the dreams they only get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's so. I'm saying I don't know what risk is anymore. It's like it's just that I'm so okay with failing. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you just you lose and you learn, and mm-hmm. you just get back to it. Like all of the greats have failed. Like I have to tell my son like. Michael Jordan, he's a big Michael Jordan fan. Uh, Same. The GOAT. Same. The GOAT. The GOAT. Yeah. No, sorry to all the LBJ, all the LBJ uh, fans out there. Lyndon B. Johnson? No. Yeah, I don't exactly. even know that other guy. I don't know who that other guy is. So We're anyway, going to catch you. Like, You're going to get smoked I'm, for this. I, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Michael Jordan's lost plenty. Like, yeah. he, like, he didn't win every game. Cut from his high school basketball yeah. team. You know like, what I mean? Come on. You know? But what, what a beautiful statement that we don't know what risk is anymore. I, I I appreciate you diving into that with me because I, I think that it is, uh, it's, it's that you've harnessed fear. I mean, you've overcome fear and you've harnessed it. You're not afraid to fail because you know, you're going to learn on the other side of it, you know? So, um, yeah, what a great, uh, back and forth on risk. You, you did mention, um, something else. Uh, I think it was kind of like, you know, along the same lines. Um, basically life is, is risky, right? From the moment you're born, life is a risk. There's no guarantees. It's, I, we went skydiving a couple of years back and they were like, oh, have fun. Like, be careful driving home. You have a, 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 a more of a risk of dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Driving home than you did just jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. So like, while you think jumping out of an airplane was riskier, realistically your commute to work is just as risky. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it is. And I, I've, I think, um, you know, we've both seen a lot, been through a lot, you know, city kids, you know, I've seen more than I can probably recount where 
kids in my neighborhood died young, overdose, suicide, murder. There, there's something to seeing those things and going through them that also helps you realize that life is risky and the risks that you are thinking are risks really are not. It's just a way to live, a way that you're meant to live, you know? So um, this, was, this was great, chopping up risk, man. Oh, yeah. uh, obviously, we have a risk collection um, on, the, uh, on the site, which is a big hit with the community, um, right next to pain. Pain and risk, I think, since the inception of the community, have been two of the themes that the few, that really hit the few hard. Mm -hmm. Because I think they're the two things every day that we encounter in our life that we struggle with, you know? So, all right, let me tie this up uh, with an ask for the few. Um, Because I know that they're, uh, I know they're going to deliver on it because they want a strong society as much as we do. And they want to restore the dignity of hard work as much as we do. So if this inspired you to grow, please share the show. Welcome a friend, a family member into the few, into our community by sharing this with them. And always, always remember, choose effort over entitlement. Choose hard work over handouts. No one owns you, no one owes you. You're one of the few. Now let's hunt.